Welcome everyone to Greencast. This is a podcast that brings practicality to being sustainable. Presented to you by the Waukesha County Green Team. Your hosts are myself, Alec Lapoidevin. And me, Laura Lauks. Today I sit down with Lisa Giesenbauer to talk about sustainable certifications. Lisa Giesenbauer is the president of Evolution Marketing, a Wisconsin-based, women-owned, certified B Corporation specializing in the area of global sustainability consulting and storytelling, environmentally responsible creative design, and ethical marketing. When Lisa founded Evolution Marketing in 2007, she made the strategic decision to operate the firm in a triple bottom line manner. Since then, she has publicly shared the challenges, unique opportunities presented when one implements systems thinking within a professional service business. Over the last decade, Lisa has played an active role in shaping the discussion within the business world regarding adoption of strategic sustainability strategies and the inclusion of corporate social responsibility programs into day-to-day business operations. As a practitioner of sustainability initiatives and a leader in the business for good movement, Evolution Marketing is proud to offer their professional services in a carbon-neutral manner. All right. I am here with Lisa Giesenbauer. Thanks for joining me, Lisa. Thanks, Laura. I'm so excited to be here today. So we're going to talk a little bit about third-party certifications, um, specifically how they relate to the sustainability industry. So I guess let's just jump right in. Why is it important to understand third-party certifications? (laughs) So let's just start with there are over 3,500 third-party certifications within food, agriculture, and product world today. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So yeah, so it's really important to understand um, the third-party certification that you're looking at because there's so many different ones and each one could represent one small piece of if you're buying a product or you're getting a food item, one small part of that whole process. So then, for example, if you buy a um, uh, almond milk, for example, and the almond milk is non-GMO project verified on it, that means that the almonds that went into the almond milk and or any other ingredients that went in there have been non-GMO project verified realizing that in almond milk, there's more than just almonds, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's water, there could be flavorings, there's other things. Um, So it's taking apart the product. And so when you say, see the non-GMO project verification, that's just for the items that are inside of it itself. Okay. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. There's, there's so much information out there. Um, There are very few certifications that cover the entire whole system of a business. And so we'll talk about those. I don't, you want to ask me about business certifications and those I'm just going to do high level right now. They're the certified B Corp or the green master's program in Wisconsin. But other than that, the, I'm going to say 99.9% of all other certifications that exist in the world are for one facet or one piece of a product or a service or the components that go into the product or the service. Very cool. So what are the sustainable certifications and where did those come from in the broad spectrum of you know the available certifications out there? Sure. So, and we're going to refer everybody to a talk I gave last summer at the sustainability fair. And there's a PowerPoint that accompanies the talk. So Laura's, you're going to post my PowerPoint, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so um, I want everyone to look at that because because there are so many. So we're going to do high level and I'm just going to share a couple of free resources that I think will be great for your listener. Um, there's this thing called Eco Label Index and the Eco Label Index covers, and I'm going to just use a couple of them. For those of you who live in Waukesha County, you've probably been to Cafe Mana. They have what's called the Green Restaurant Certified logo. Have you seen that, Laura? 
I have not seen that. What does that look like? So it's a, it's a green circle and it has um, inside the circle is a plate with a fork and a knife. And then it says certified and you get stars. Well, the cool thing is Cafe Mana was the first restaurant in Wisconsin to have this certification for restaurants. And they happen to be in our county. So that's one example. If you were to look up the Eco Label Index, you could put in green restaurant certification and then the logo would come up as well as a write-up about that. And then if you click it, It'll take you then to their website where it shows all the restaurants throughout the United States that are part of the program. And so and they have like their own criteria. So that's just kind of one example. Another, um, and when I say sustainability or when you say sustainability, we're going to take it from a holistic perspective. So all the different facets, not just the environmental repercussions, but the human social side as well. So mm-hmm. something special from Wisconsin, in my mind, is a sustainability certification, but it's more about the buying local, shopping local. And it's a label that goes on products that have been raised in Wisconsin. Okay, now there's not per se a, a, an environmental facet to that, but it's a local, you know, facet. So it's, it was grown and raised or produced in Wisconsin. So that's helping the social side of sustainability to keep jobs in the economy or keep farmers on farms in the state of Wisconsin, as an example. Hmm. Okay, so these are little icons that you can see on the product to kind of tell you more about what, um, like where where they came from or what's in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the above. It, it could be anything from what's in the product to how the product was processed to where the product was grown or raised. So if you're talking about food, um, you know, a lot there's a lot there's a lot of these labels for food. So it talks about like was the food certified organic? Um, who was the certifying body? If it was certified organic, was you know was it certified by the Oregon Tilt or by Moses, which is Midwest group that does a lot of the certifications that we see here, or was it certified by um, a different organization in the EU that made it organically and then it came brought into the United States, right? So, so there's the bodies that certify, there's the mark that goes with what the certification is, and some products could have five different certifications that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the certification bodies. What? So who are those bodies and what kind of oversight do they have or what kind of requirements do they have in order to get these certifications? Sure. So there's there's a lot of different types. Um, so there are, in, in the United States, we have state and federal certifiers. So for example, something special from Wisconsin is certified by the Department of Ag, Trade and Consumer Protection in the state of Wisconsin. And you have to register your farm and or your product with them. And they have a survey that you fill out. And then you interact with the DATCAP folks here to be to be able to use that logo on your product. For USDA certified organic, and I'm just going to stick with food because it may be easier. Because yeah. uh, there's, like I said, there's so many different ones out there. For USDA certified organic, that's a logo that actually um, Congress established in 2001. So it's a, it's a, fed, it's a federally regulated program that was developed to enforce uniform national standards for organically produced agricultural products sold throughout the United States. <laughs> so if you see the little logo that says USDA organic on it, um, that means that a federal agency, it's, it's backed by the federal government, okay, through, you know, federal um, Department of Ag Trade or Department of Agriculture at the federal level, and that they have folks that work for them that go out and make sure that if an organization is using that, that they're following the standards. And you actually, it's a, it's a pretty, it's not easy. I mean, it's not arduous, but it's it's a detail-oriented process to go through the USDA organic certification. So you you actually trace from the farm to where the product is manufactured in the end use, and you go through that whole supply chain. Um, because I don't know how much you know about agriculture, Laura, but if you were to say, 
um, grow and my background is sustainable agriculture. So if you were to, mm-hmm. if you were to grow um, organic oats, well, you take and you, you grow your oats in your field and you know, there's certain things you need to do in that farm field to make sure that the oats um, are raised organically. It's not just using organic seed. It's more than that. It's the agricultural management practices. And then it's also making sure that you're not getting drift or spray from other farms that are down the way or from other people that are neighbors that could be impacting the crop. Then you harvest your crop, you take your crop to a, a store a storage facility or a drying facility, depending what you need to do with it, um, processing facility, for lack of a better way of saying it. And at that point that your products, your crop needs to be segregated from other non-organic products, right? And yeah. so one would hope that, and again, it's it, it's hard because there's we don't have, I mean, back in the day, we had lots of farms and we had lots of processors. Today, we don't have nearly as many as we used to. So it's harder now, I think, to do processing, but that's why you end up having processors that only will process um, in one area of their facility, they only process organic. Um, and then if you organic oats goes into, say, a breakfast bar, then it needs to be trucked to the factory that's going to make the oats, that's going to, going to take the oats and put them into a breakfast bar. And then if, if the other ingredients that are going into the breakfast bar are not organic, you can't use your organic seal, you know? So there's, I mean, there's a whole lot of steps right down this process and there are inspectors <laughs> that look at your product throughout the process. And there are inspectors that look at the processors and look at the manufacturers. Okay. So for USDA certified organic, I mean, you know that there's it's federally backed and you know that there's a system in place to basically audit it all the way through. Whereas wow. um, I'm just trying to think of, so for other, like here's, here's another one, the humane animal certification. That one is actually, it's not government backed. It's actually, it's a, it's its own organization. Um, I believe they're a nonprofit. I will, I, I have a hundred, well, Yes, they are. <laughs> Humane Farm Animal Care is the leading nonprofit certification organization dedicated to improving the lives of farm animals in food production from birth through slaughter. So they're the ones who certify the hum- they they provide the humane the certified humane raised and handled certification that you can use on farm products. So if somebody were to go to Pick and Save uses this um, as does Good Harvest. So if you were to go buy meats at one of these places, you could see if it has a little cert- certification. It's blue and green. Um, with a white background. If you have that on your food, that means that the animals were raised in a humane manner, they were transported to, or they were slaughtered on house because slaughtering in your own facility is far more humane than putting an animal on in a vehicle and moving them across country to slaughter them. And then they were slaughtered in a humane way. Um, again, we had, we had beef cattle growing up, so no credit <laughs> animal agriculture. Um, and so as part of this certification, you know, what they look at, and this is for uh, dairy, lamb, poultry, and beef products. And what they do is they look at um, growth hormones. So were growth hormones used on the animals, which they shouldn't have been. Um, antibiotics, they look at the treatment of antibiotics to sick animals. Do the animals have access to clean and sufficient food and water? Um, is there a safe and healthful living environment? So, I mean, again, I would argue that the best if you're going to buy meat, the best meat you should buy should come from pasture, pasture-raised animals. So that way the animals had the opportunity to run out in nature, eat grass, move around a pasture, do a grazing program. That's good for not only the environment, but it's also good for the animal and it's good for whoever's going to eat that animal down the way. So there's some really strong environmental standards that go along with the certified humane raised and handled certification. Um, but again, it's by a third party. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. but they, again, they have inspectors 
And I, I did a talk in Madison um, like a year ago, and one of the, the attendees in the talk raised their hand and said, my aunt works for this com- works for them, and she does animal inspections in Montana. <laughs> so we had a whole discussion about um, the attendee's you know, aunt and her experience doing humane animal raise and handle certification. Um, wow. That, so that sounds really like arduous to be able to get the certification for those two bodies, or is it usually that intensive to be able to get these? <laughs> Well, let's let's put it this way. Any type of certification you want to get will be arduous to a certain extent. I mean, now a B Corp certification is incredibly arduous. <laughs> so, so like I think humane animal certification and or um, USDA certified organic, I don't think are nearly as challenging to get as a B Corp certification. Um but I, but I, but I say, I say that as somebody who likes to think about it, things in systems. So if you have, so what, what's really nice about USDA certified organic and the certified humane is they, if you're doing the system, if you're working towards that certification, you're going to change how you operate your business or you're going to how you operate your farm, right? Mm-hmm. And so once you make those changes and you establish a standard that's approved by the certifying bodies, that's your new normal, right? So I think. Once you've done that, it's pretty easy then to just to to you know meet the the minimum standards that are associated with it. Whereas B Corp certification, it's not just a process; it's your entire business that gets certified. So with USDA Organic, it's the process of raising your crops that's what gets certified. Your business doesn't get certified, right? Or if you're a manufacturer and you manufacture organic um, potato chips, it's all, it's making sure the ingredients that go into the potato chip are 100% USDA certified organic. It doesn't actually look at the certification process. I'm sorry, it doesn't look at the process you're using to, to manufacture the potato chips. It just looks at the ingredients going into the potato chips. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways to get this. So you've got the business certification, the process certification, anything else? Yeah, product certification. And then we haven't even talked about LEED, but the building certification. So in the green building world, there's this thing called LEED, which is Leadership and Energy and Environmental Design. And so it's the capital L-E-E-D. And so people may walk into a building and they'll see that there's a plaque on the wall and it says this building is a LEED certified building. It could be gold or silver or platinum. Well, that certification means that the way that building was built. Um, now there's I'm talking about new construction right now. There's also existing buildings, so you can renovate a building. But let's just talk about new construction right now because that's the easiest. So this new building that was built, it was built meeting all of the standards that the United States Green Building Council have created for what, they, what they're calling you know, um, sustainably built buildings. And so you get points for all the pieces. And so that's, that plaque means that the whole process, the building was built in a certain way. All the processes used met their standards, as well as the products brought into the building met those standards. They were all assembled in a way that meets the standards. And then all of the paperwork associated with the whole building process was filed and it was met. It was a third party verified that all of the, the products, processes and pieces <laughs> were actually meeting the lead standard. That's, so that's what it takes to get the lead building plaque in your new building. Yeah, I I work with the lead a lot in my job and I know that it's that one is pretty rigorous, but that is a building certification. And then they also have another one called well, which is kind of yep. how the building is run on a day-to-day 
basis. So even in building certifications, you've got two different ways to certify how the building is, um, quote unquote, sustainable. Right, exactly. And the thing about the well building standard, which is the new one, which is, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm so glad they're on version 2.0. Well, right now, <laughs> the first version was very arduous. But what's cool about it is that you can have a well building and a lead certified building. You mm-hmm. know? And then there's other certifications that, that exist out there, like there's the site certification. Um, and I don't, I do not remember all of them. But I know that through the United States Green Building Council there, well, you there's like what the true waste one that you have. I mean, there's yes. all different types of certifications. So again, it's it's kind of like, which piece of the process do you want to have certified, right? So is it mm-hmm. the food item? Is it the building? Is it um, the, the process? Whereas B Corp certification, it's for the entire system. So, yeah. So that's why I think it's so arduous because it's the whole, it's everything. And now the good thing about B Corp certification, I can say this because I worked with um, one of my clients last year to get B Corp certified and they offer um, a organic certified line of products. So their organic certified line of products, because they were already certified by a third party, we were able to submit that to B Corp. And that w- it was great because then B Corp was like, well, then we know those products are environmentally responsible because they're already meeting this standard, you know? Yes, exactly. Like you said, once you're part of the system and once you have that system in place, it applies to other things because you're already thinking environmentally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the business certification. So um, what certifications are there available? I know you run your own business. So what do you have and how have you um, found that process? Sure. Well, and, and I'll tell you too, way back when I started Evolution Marketing, almost 14 years ago now, these many of these certifications didn't exist. Okay. Um, so some of these, like the B Corp certification, that's only about 10 years old. Um, oh, wow. Same thing, the Green Master's Program. So if you're a business in Wisconsin, you may have heard of the Green Master's Program. It's now... That certification, it's not truly a certification. It's a verification process. So you go through and you self-identify questions and you respond to it. So it's a great way to track, measure, monitor what you're doing in your business. But there's not a third party that audits it. But it's a systematic, holistic approach to looking at your business. So when that program started in 2009, actually, we were Evolution Marketing was a pilot participant in that program because that was the first program in Wisconsin for businesses. And so I guess what I'm saying is that over time, We've gotten more and more certifications because I think this space has gotten more and more confusing because you have government regulation, you've got business regulation, and then you have, if you're trading, you know, if you have a product or service that's being traded or imported or exported, there's so many more global certifications, right? Mm -hmm. So this space has gotten more and more, I'm going to use the word cluttered. I mean, it's just, it's got, there's a lot more today than there ever, Mm -hmm. than that we ever had before. So, um, after our 10 year anniversary, I decided that it was time for evolution marketing to have some of these, get some of these third party certifications because that would show that the things we're doing in evolution marketing really are legitimately better for the environment and better for the community. Not that I don't think we've been doing, we've been doing really great community engagement pieces and environmentally responsible things since we started, but I didn't have a, there was, there wasn't a third party that could verify it, you know? Um, now there is. So we became a certified B Corp in 2018. And for those of you who are not familiar, certified B Corps are businesses that meet the highest standard of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and legal accountability to balance profit and purpose. 
B Corps are accelerating a global cultural shift to redefine success in business and build a more inclusive and sustainable economy. So when we went through that process, there's this thing called the BIA, which is the B Impact Assessment. So that's that's the tool that we have to answer. And there's a whole bunch of questions that you go through and you answer. And then B Labs, who is the nonprofit who does the certifications for B Corps, they go through and they basically verify everything that you've put in to the questions. <laughs> and they do an interview with you and they request additional documentation. And it's it's a very thorough, I'm going to call it a vetting really, of what your business is doing to make sure that you're doing what you say you're doing. Um, and it's, I mean, it's incredibly arduous and it does take time. It, this is not something that you wake up one day and say, I want to be a certified B Corp. <laughs> this is <laughs> you work towards. Um, if you're in Wisconsin, I would say do the Green Master's Program certification. Start with that. And that has nine areas of sustainability. And so if you're doing something in each of the nine areas, you can say you're a Green Master's Program participant. I think that's a really positive way to start within an organization. And then once you become a master company, at that point, if you are looking for additional business level third-party certifications, I would say then think about the B Corp at that point. Um, because then you'll, you'll be thinking about all these things already and you'll be doing many of them. So other things that evolution marketing is part of that we do, and these are, I think, are a lot easier to do. Um, And so I think pretty much any business can do this next one. And you don't even have to be a business to participate in this other program. It's called 1% for the Planet. And what it is, um, it's a third-party certification that provides credibility and represents um, an annual opportunity for businesses and individual members to assess their giving strategies. So what it does is that means for me at Evolution Marketing, we donate at least 1% of all of our total sales every year back to nonprofit environmental organizations. And how do you know I'm doing this? Because every year I go through the certification process with 1% where I show them all of the receipts for all the nonprofits that I've you know made a donation to. And then I submit to them my Schedule C for my business every year. So they actually know what we what our earnings were and they know how much we donated. Um, and it's it's the only third party certification that I know of from a donation standpoint for, for the U.S. So I think this is a really great tool. Now, individuals, they came up with a couple of years ago, a program. So an individual can join 1%. So you as an individual, Laura, could say, we're going to, I want to give back 1% of my total sale or earnings, you know, from my way. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Your job, you know, you're, you're sorry. You can, you could give 1% um, and make it donate to environmental causes. You can come into number 1% as a individual member. And that's oh a my gosh. program. They just unveiled it in 2018. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool. So what would I get out of that? Do I get a certification personally? Um, yeah. So it's 1% for the planet.org. And you should go check it out because I know the, so I was at a conference in 2018 where they unveiled this new membership for individuals and they were talking about different benefits, <clears throat> but I don't know what they actually are today in 2020, you know, because mm-hmm. they just, they had, they had some new things that they were unveiling in 2018. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Um, one percent for the planet.org it's a great organization and what's cool that what i really like is if you like for example if you go to the evolution marketing website which is green mkting.com on the bottom of our website we have the one percent logo and if you click it it takes you to the evolution marketing page on one percent and then it shows you the nonprofits that we've donated to over the last three years oh nice right isn't that cool 
Yeah. And what I like too is as a business, I can say to 1% for the planet, you know what? I am working with Evolution Marketing, for example. You know, we work with the Wisconsin State Business Council. I'm one of the advisory board members. So I petitioned 1% to add WSBC as a 1% for the planet um, nonprofit. So they added WSBC this last year. So that means the donations of my time and services and money that I give to uh, WSBC can count towards my 1% for the planet commitment. Isn't that oh, kind of- wow. Yeah, that is really nice. Okay, so that's a program everybody can do. And then the third part program that Evolution Marketing is part of, it's called um, carbonfund.org, and they have a um, carbon-free small business program. And this is also something everybody can do. Now, I do the small business program, but they have a program for individuals. Or so, for example, Laura, if you were going to get married at some point, they have you can do a carbon-free event. Oh, what? Um, really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Tell me more. So, okay. So it, it's on their website is a carbonfund.org. And I'll tell you about the small business program first. So through this program, um, it's it's great. So every year, Evolution Marketing creates a carbon footprint based on... So like right now, I'm working on my 2019 carbon footprint. So I always do it... You know, you that's for the fiscal year, January 1st through December 31st, 2019. So I always work at it in... Um, spring into summer. And then I release at some point in the summertime. So I'm working on last year's carbon footprint report. If you go to my website, you can see my 2018 carbon footprint report. And I do the carbon footprint report. And then I share that with um, my contact at carbon free, at the carbon free, or I'm sorry, at carbon fund. It's so confusing. It's carbonfund.org, but their program is called Carbon Free Small Business Program. <laughs> um, so I share it with my contact there and she reviews it and she asks me questions about everything evolution marketing is doing. And then she looks at it and she says, oh, she gives me comments and she actually gives me feedback and she basically verifies what I'm doing to make sure that uh, I'm actually say- doing the things I say I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then... Um, Based on what my carbon footprint is, I come in at the one to five employee level because I don't have a lot of employees and my employees also work remotely. Um, so we're one to five employees. So then we it's $360 and that buys us three offsets 36 metric tons of carbon, which honestly at Evolution Marketing, we don't use a lot of carbon. So we're off, we're buying more offsets than we actually need which is great because we're helping, you know, we're helping create, put money into programs and projects in the Midwest that are helping to sequester carbon, which is really something I think is super important. And then that gives us the ability to use the logo, but it also, I get to use the logo on my reports, but it's also the fact that carbon um, fund is really verifying what I'm doing, you know? So they're, Mm -hmm. they're like a third party that's verifying me right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, okay, so for you, they have a whole program for individuals so you can offset your life. You can um, do, so for business, they've, I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff. So go check out their website. <laughs> and then if you're a big business, so for example, say your business is like, we have 20 employees and we don't know how to do a carbon footprint and we're probably never going to do a carbon footprint. Can we join this program? Of course you can. And Carbon Fund has calculated it that they know pretty much if you have 20 employees, what your carbon footprint is going to be, what the average would be for the United States. So that's what the offsetting would be. Oh, nice. Okay. So they've got an average. You don't have to do all of the nitty gritty work if you don't have the ability to. 
Yes. And now if you want if you want to be able to make the statement that you're operating in a carbon neutral manner, like we do at Evolution Marketing, you actually have to do your carbon footprint and you have to offset a larger amount than what your footprint is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're if you if you're not concerned about making that statement, you can and you're not sure where to begin, they will help you. And they're 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 wonderful. Um and the other thing is there's other there's other services out there. I personally like Carbon Fund because I'm a small business and I feel like they work really well with small business. Um, and there's not a barrier to entry from a financial disclosure standpoint. Um, bigger companies, you know, it's it's super expensive to like walk in the door to work with um, an offsetter, you know. So you mm-hmm. just have to, it kind of depends upon how big your business is and also what your goals are too. Um, you know, so if you if you want to do the other thing is there's companies in Wisconsin that use they have a whole carbon shipping carbon free shipping program. So if you do a lot of shipping, you can just literally offset the full footprint of all the things you ship. And how cool is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. So check anyway, check it out. They've got all kinds of great stuff on their website. They just redid it. Their web their new website is beautiful. They've got calculators there and they've got um, cool stuff. So you could offset an event, you can offset like your car. I mean, it's it's just really cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. So taking a step back here, um, you mentioned a couple times about the third-party aspect of it and being audited for these certifications. So what makes a certification trustworthy? Well, I would say figuring out who is offering the certification or who is who is auditing it or who is managing it. Um, I'm not, I don't know if there's like... One might think that if it's a government um, audited program, it's going to be more trustworthy than if it's nonprofit managed. I don't know if that's true. Okay, I, th- I think it really depends upon how the auditing is done for the program. So I'm going to use B Corp right now as an example. Um, with when you become a certified B Corp, you agree to have B Corp every year randomly picks. And I don't remember what the percentage is. They pick a certain number of their businesses that they do an audit at like an in-person full on-site audit at your business. So, mm. <laughs> wow. So when you become a certified B Corp, you agree, you know, you agree that yes, I, I am about transparency. And um, if I get picked for next year, then I know that there's going to be some added fees associated with them doing the audit. And I know that I need to spend time with them, you know? So I think, I think things like that where, where it's very clear, you know, what that certification means and what it's backed by. Um, I remember when I got certified, no, when one of my clients, I've done a couple of certifications for clients of evolution marketings over the years for B Corp and um, I was doing a certification for one of my other clients and they, this was back in 2016, they were going through the certification process and B Lab said, Hey Lisa, we're going to be out next week, but we really need you to send us, you know, they had a list of information that I had to get to them. Um, for this client that I was working with. And I said, oh, where are you going to be? They're like, oh, we're going to be at Ben and Jerry's. I'm like, oh, that's great. They're like, yeah, we're auditing them next week. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I was like, so do you think my clients could ever get audited? They're like, well, Lisa, your client's really small. So we have it. We have, they implemented a new process for small business where they can do like a virtual audit. So I was like, well, that's cool. Cause I'm thinking like, you want to fly to Wisconsin, you know, to visit a small business. And they're like, they're like, no, we put in, you know, parameters. But the point is that any of us could get audited at any point, you know. Um, so I think I think that's you know, so to me, like that adds a, a, an air of legitimacy to the B Corp mm-hmm. certification, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I think the other thing is, you know, 
how far are how far apart are the audits? Um, some organizations, some some certifications, you have to redo it every year. Like my carbon footprint with Carbon Fund, uh, every year I redo that, right? And so every year they see where I'm at, they see what I've done, they see if I've changed behaviors, you know. Um, where B Corp, it's every three years we get recertified. So I mean, I think there's something to be said about, um, especially if you've been through two or three certifications. Uh, you know, if you've been through two or three audits, for example, for USDA Certified Organic, you've been through it two or three times. I think you're you're probably doing pretty good. You, you know, mm-hmm. I guess I, I'm not really answering the question you had asked me though. <laughs> I, it's hard to say which one is. It's hard. I'd say dig into the audit, dig into the third party who's doing the verification and see who they are. I, I guess I personally have a problem when a company, a, a for-profit business is doing the certification. I, to me, I don't think that that may be as legitimate as a nonprofit or a governmental agency or a global, you know, like a global NGO. Um, right. Yeah. Then the money tends to get in the way of everything. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, in the, with that said, though, I honestly don't know of many I'm hard pressed to even think of one off the top of my head organization that it's not done by a nonprofit or government or non-GMO. NGO. <laughs> <laughs> where do you where do you see the future of certifications? You started this by saying that um, there's a lot of certifications that have come into the picture, and all of them focus on different areas. So, do you ever think that they will? you know, come together and kind of consolidate into just a couple of certifications? Or do you see this field expanding into more um, specialized things that people can get? Okay. Um, Two things. I think it's going to depend upon the sector that the certifications are for. Um, And what I mean by that is, I think at some point, I mean, USGBC, the United States Green Building Council has they have, I mean, they have a, a variety of different certifications now, in addition to LEED and I mean, well, and there's a whole bunch of other ones. And I think that there are projects now, and I don't, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a certification that it's an entire project, but meaning like an entire development. So the whole development gets certified. And I think we're going to start to see more things like that, where if it's a bigger, you know, whether it's get it, like a whole community being developed or uh, yeah, a- I know they've got lead for cities that a couple of cities have gone through and yes. gotten certified. Uh-huh. And there, well, and there's one that's for um, commercial development of real estate. And it's like, it's like the lead for cities, but it's different. It's not, it's, I don't remember what it's called, but it, it's an entire region, but it, it's a thousand acres are developed, you know, like it's like mm-hmm. a campus for a business, you know? So maybe, for example, like the Glendale campus of JCI, which I remember when that lead campus was built, it was beautiful. And that was back in like 2008, 2009. And they didn't have any type of certification for like an entire region then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, so I think in, I think in the green building sector, um, we're going to start to see more and more of that. I would, I would think just because it's the nature of how building is done, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, then I think about other sectors like, um, the B Corp certification, as an example, their B Labs worked um, last year with the UN um, Global Compact to create this new tool called the SDG. So it stands for Sustainable Development Goals Action Manager. And SDG Action Manager, it's built on the B Corp platform. So it looks a lot like the B Impact Assessment. Um, it's not, though. It's SDG Action Manager. And it's really cool. And 
And what happens is the way the reason it was created was businesses are having a real hard time mapping what they want to do with their business tied to to the 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals. And they're also having a hard time measuring impact. So by being a certified B Corp, I'm able to measure measure the impact of my actions through the BIA, which is the B Impact Assessment. And so if for businesses who don't know how to do that measurement or, or want a third party to verify that they're actually doing these things, they can use the SDG Action Manager to start with. And then once they get to the point of saying, oh, we've been meeting these 10 sustainable development goals, we feel really good about what we're doing. Now we can apply for B Impact and we can get a third party to verify. So that's kind of like what we were talking about before with Well and Lead, where it's two certifications that are working hand in hand. SDG Action Manager is not a certification, but it's a free tool that any business can use. And if you want it to be verified, then you go and you take your information gets put into the B Impact Assessment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like a first step of um, auditing and benchmarking yourself. Yes, exactly. And by going, by getting to the point where you say, I really want to be, I want it to be verified because I want to measure my impact then you do the B impact assessment. So I think we're going to start to see more things like that because I think the customer, the consumer um, really, and I, when I say consumer, I mean generally wants to know that the businesses they're buying products or services from are doing good. Right. And so mm-hmm. how do you prove that? And I think having some type of a third party certification or verification helps the customer know that it's not just the company saying they're doing this. There's actual credentials behind that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we'll see more of it, but I think we're going to see more of these, what I'm calling partnerships, you know, like, like the B, like B labs working with the UN and creating the SDG action manager. I think we're going to start to see more partnerships like that because let's be real. I mean, there's a million certifications out there mm-hmm. and businesses are, are literally choosing on a daily basis, which certifications to do. And I think we're going to start to see more more certifications that are completely holistic versus just one piece of the puzzle. And, you know, you think about it back to what Walmart's doing with their sustainability index. I mean, the whole purpose of their sustainability index was to unpack the supply chain for their for the products going into their stores to help them to tell their sustainability story. And that was taking a systems approach, you know, and it and it's kind of like um uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods has their um, their their rating system. The Whole Foods. Do you know what I'm talking about? Whole Foods has a rating system, and it's like green, yellow, orange. Green is the best, and like orange is the worst. And <laughs> Whole Foods like rates all the products that are in the Whole Foods stores, and there's like a rating next to the product on the shelf, and so you know how it fits in the Whole Foods rating system. I think we're going to start to see more things like that. And what's interesting is if you look at the Whole Foods rating system, what you'll notice is that the businesses are, say, the products from businesses that are doing good, that are getting the green, many of them are from certified B Corps or they're organic certified, you know? So you'll start mm-hmm. to see that that there are four or five certifications that kind of cut across the board. Uh, they could be Leaping Bunny. So if you have, you could have a food product, you could have a household product, you could have lipstick, you could have cosmetics, they all could get Leaping Bunny certification, right? And so that's a, a global certification that I think it, it's, it's, it's starting to mean more today because it's, it's, you're seeing it coupled with other certifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you said before, it's a whole system approach. And once 
you adopt that whole system, a lot of different certifications can apply to you already. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think you'll start. I think we'll just start to see more and more businesses that have, you know, I mean, maybe it's the environmental working group. I mean, they have a really a really strong certification program, EWG, and um, for for cosmetics or for um, home, you know, cleaners for your homes and um, food items, things like that, uh, female care products. And I think like, like you're, we're going to start to see more and more of a consolidation. So if your business is a certified B Corp, it might also have EWG rating and it might be organic and the product might be organic. Do you mm-hmm. want to go on with this? And mm-hmm. I think that's where we'll start to see things falling out of the market. So either your business will have these certifications or there you won't. And there won't really be a middle ground anymore. Mm-hmm. When I say business, I mean your product, you know. Um, and I don't, so to be clear, I mean, yes, it costs money to go through these third-party certifications. But with that said, there are many companies that if you shop at Pick and Save or Metro Market um, or Costco or, I mean, even Walmart, that there are products and product lines from companies that are certified B Corps, that are organic certified. I mean, uh, back in the day, I think there was a, f- a big barrier to entry because of the price of things, the price of certification. I don't, I mean, it still costs money to be certified, but I don't think it's nearly as extreme today as it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So as um, we could talk about this all day, but <laughs> as we wrap up here, where can people find these certifications day to day? You mentioned that they're more popular in pick and save and Walmart now than they have in the been in the past. So what can people be looking for in their um, products that they shop for? Sure. Um, well, I think definitely everybody should download the PowerPoint from um, last summer, because I think that'll be a really great overview, you know, to help people kind of see the different certifications, at least the main ones tied to, tied to food and products. Um, but really, when you look at a label, so I, I always encourage consumers to look at labels. You know, I know a lot of people don't read labels, but I really encourage you to look at the label. And if you see a logo on that label, you don't know what it means, look it up. You know, and I think start to unpack and understand, you know, the, the, the foods you're putting in your body or the products that you're using, start to unpack and understand what's in them. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone should take a class and understanding all the ingredients that go into something. I mean, I know people are busy and there's not time for that. But I think if you look at the certifications and you learn about, say, Leaping Bunny as an example, and you know, okay, so so this makeup was not tested on animals, or this item, this household cleaning product was was not tested on animals, or that's the Leaping Bunny is not testing on animals, or that it's um, free of parabens or it's sulfate free. You know, I mean, there's if you want to dig in, I mean, Environmental Working Group website's a great place to go. I believe it's ewg.org. Definitely look at the eco labels one that I was telling you about before. The eco, what's it called? Eco label index. Mm-hmm. That's great. Go there, you know, eco label index.com. And then you can look up anything and it'll show you the label and you can learn more about it. But I say just look at your labels, you know, start with that. Look at your product labels. That's great. That's a great place to end. So uh, thanks, Lisa, for joining me. I know I found this really interesting and I hope everybody does too and they're able to look at their labels and kind of understand a little bit more about where their products are coming from. Thank you, Laura, for having me. And I hope this is helpful. And everybody seriously, look at the, um, the slides I put together for last summer, because I think you'll find those to be quite useful too. Yes, definitely. I will put that on our Facebook page for anybody to see. So thank you. Thank you. 
Make sure to check out Greencast on Facebook, where we post the most up-to-date information, release episodes, provide a lot more resources about things you heard on the show, and have conversations about episodes and sustainability in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and beyond. Also, if you're interested in the Waukesha County Green Team, please check out our website and Facebook page and come to one of our board meetings. They're always open to the public. Greencast is produced through the Waukesha County Green Team by Alec Lapoitevin and Laura Laux, with help from Stacey Balsley. Our theme music is by Dan Krill and Emma Kopel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sustainability starts with all of us.